Luke chapter 2, starting at verse 21. On the eighth day, when it was time to circumcise the child, he was named Jesus, the name the angel had given him before he was conceived. When the time came for the purification rites required by the law of Moses, Joseph and Mary took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice in keeping with what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon, who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts, When the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. The child's father and mother marveled at what was said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, This child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel, and to be a sign that will be spoken against, so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your own soul too. There was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Penuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was very old. She had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage and then was a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple, but worshipped night and day, fasting and praying. Coming up to them at that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. When Joseph and Mary had done everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. And the child grew and became strong. He was filled with wisdom And the grace of God was on him. Right, the significance of Jesus uh, rather than his size. uh, And it's there in uh, verse 23. Uh, It is written in the law of the Lord. Verse 24 mentioned again what was said in the law of the Lord. Actually, verse 22, uh, same thing, but this time referred to as the law of Moses. Uh, Clearly, you can't miss the point that the law of the Lord is uh, uh, big uh, as we step into this passage. Uh, All the boxes are ticked, and uh, we get the point that from the very start of uh, Jesus' life, uh, the law was uh, important. It said that he had to be circumcised on the eighth day, and he was circumcised on the eighth day. It said a month Uh, Afterwards, that his mum and dad had to offer a sacrifice, please note, to make them pure after childbirth. And in verse 22, that's what they're doing. And then uh, they're in the temple because Jesus is keeping the law in uh, 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 verse 27. Uh, That's underlined as well. When the parents brought in the child, Jesus do for him what the custom of the law required. And uh, Simeon gets there at the same time, 
and he's seen the salvation of God in verse 20, uh, 30. For my eyes have seen your salvation. He says, in fact, look, I'm now willing to die because I've seen the person who can get me into heaven. Extraordinary thing for him to say. He doesn't know the full story at this stage, and he won't be around for the ending of the story. But in verse 25, the Holy Spirit had helped him to understand what was going on. Now, we're much more fortunate than Simeon. We understand the full story, and therefore we can look into this passage and understand why Simeon said what he did. For a start, he sees that uh, uh, Jesus' parents come in with a baby in one hand and two dead pigeons in the other. And the law taught uh, Jewish people that if they were to be pure, then a sacrifice had to be made. So their impurity would in fact be paid by the sacrifice, who'd give up the life. And uh, that sacrifice would be offered uh, to, for their purity. Someone had to die for their purity. Uh, well, uh, you saw the two things next to each other. Uh, baby Jesus dead pigeons. Uh, the pigeons would die for Joseph and Mary and those pigeons are a picture of what uh, Jesus would do one day to purify Joseph and Mary and Simeon. He'd die in their place to make them pure. The second thing that uh, uh, Simeon could see was that uh, he would be in heaven not because he himself was a righteous and devout man, although he was, in verse 25 it says, he was righteous and devout, but actually he was needing a saviour. He was looking at the one person who would tick the boxes and who would keep the law perfectly on his behalf. Because like in this passage, Jesus would be linked to perfect law obedience all his life. And that checklist of his would be transferred to everyone who looked to him to keep them safe. So, uh, there's a lot of confusion. People think that uh, Christianity is a bit like Father Christmas, all about encouragements to be good. And uh, what Simeon realized, uh, and what we can, is that Jesus lived the Christian life for us, fully, uh, because we aren't. So uh, it's all about the law, and he kept it on our behalf, and purified us where we didn't. But secondly, it is about uh, light and uh, Simeon sees that the uh, salvation that uh, he's uh, been able to look at in verse 30, for my eyes have seen your salvation, he realizes that other eyes uh, will see it as well. Uh, it's been prepared in the sight of all the nations. And even Gentiles in verse 32, that is non-Jews, that is the rest of the world, will have the same revelation that he had. In other words, uh, God has only got one light for his world, and that 
is uh, Jesus. But then Simeon goes on to have a private conversation with Mary, and he says how that light is going to be opposed. And the trouble with light is that it shows us where darkness is uh, hiding. So Jesus is not a, a bedside light, uh, warm and comforting, uh, when you want uh, uh, um, a bit of uh, 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 gentle light in the darkness uh, to reassure. And now Jesus is much more like a, a searchlight. So we see the dirt and we understand why we need him uh, to save us. Now that kind of light is naturally going to be opposed if we're proud and think the better free. And so therefore in verse 34 you see that uh, when he's uh, going to be uh, destined for the falling and rising of many. In other words, uh, there are going to be people who will trip up if they think that their lives are okay with God and they'll fall. But in that light that he puts on uh, wonderfully we'll be able to see how he can save us and cause us to uh, rise to a whole new life, to a whole new future. And so uh, that is what uh, Simeon says will be uh, the, event, uh, the, the, the eventual outcome uh, for people. This child is destined to call the falling and rising of many. So he's going to split the world one way or the other. And the question is, will he cause you and me to rise or to fall? He will have one of those two effects. And it might just be worth sort of thinking that through a little bit more. Uh, if you're new uh, to church this morning, would you be open enough to admit that there is dirt that uh, you need him to save you from? Would you love him to raise you into a new life? If so, he's appointed for your rising from sin and ultimately from death. As therefore, if that's you, you'd want to come back and find, more, find out more about that. So like Simon in verse 28, uh, you spend the rest of your life with every day a reason to praise God for uh, this new life uh, that you've been given. And you wouldn't want to let it pass you by. I don't know if it's happened to you like it's happened to me that... Uh, you're waiting for something to be delivered by a parcel post and uh, you hear the doorbell and it's all very exciting. Uh, the man from Parcel Force arrives uh, but you happen to be in the shower. So your presence is just 10 metres away from where you are at that moment in time but uh, you don't get to it. Uh, it would be a, a tragedy, wouldn't it? Uh, if uh, somehow through this uh, we've heard the doorbell, uh, but we don't get the present. Uh, and you don't want to be uh, in that position. Hello, Angela. Good to see you. So, uh, that's uh, what it's like uh, if um, 
uh, we uh, are, are able to uh, see the good news and uh, receive uh, what Jesus has given. What happens if you're churchy? But church can be a bit like a bedside light, can't it? Uh, it's sort of there to make us feel safe. Uh, and after a while, we, we don't look at God as a sort of a, a searchlight shining on us. Uh, we rather think that uh, it's the bedside light effect. Uh, we feel warm, we feel cozy, we feel like uh, we've made the grade. And we resist the idea that there's dirt. Enough uh, for hell. Well, just remember, Simeon was a righteous and devout man himself. At least that's what he wanted to be, and largely he was. But even he couldn't bring himself to think of heaven without uh, holding someone who could save him. And it's shocking that Jesus is appointed for the fall of people. Uh, who think that uh, they are uh, quite good. Uh, but what a wonderful thing uh, for us to go to him for uh, his uh, uh, righteousness. Uh, and even if we are devout, and even if we happen to be righteous ourselves, to go to him, because uh, when our pride is uh, reduced, uh, our praise will increase in what he has done. Or it may be uh, that you're someone who does want to love Jesus more this Christmas. What can we do to uh, keep this morning going through the rest of the day? My guess is that during the day there are chances that we might have private moments washing up, maybe some time in a car. Um, uh, I don't know if you walk the dog. But there might be just moments by yourself. It would be really great, wouldn't it, to keep uh, our praise uh, circulating around the truth uh, that Simeon tells us uh, this morning. That uh, uh, Jesus uh, will purify us. However impure we might be feeling, he'll purify us more than any sacrifice. Uh, pigeons? No, Jesus. Uh, he will uh, wonderfully uh, live the, the Christian life perfectly on our behalf. We can thank you for that, can't we? When we struggle uh, to uh, follow uh, him. Uh, and best of all, I think the beauty of Christmas, therefore, is that it guarantees heaven. As Simeon said, we can now depart in peace because we've seen God's salvation. Christmas guarantees heaven um, even before our story isn't uh, finished. Simeon could say that before his story finished and uh, wonderfully that can be our humble confidence as well. Now we haven't spent too much time on Anna. Uh, she's turned up to give thanks for Jesus as well. Uh, I'm just going to put her down as the second person in the Bible and in the Bible, two witnesses always point to truth. So as Simeon and Anna praise God for Jesus, it just uh, helps us to see what our true response should be uh, as we understand his significance 
for us this Christmas as well. Let's pray that God will help us to uh, clock that and to see that ourselves. Um, let me pray. Uh, Father in heaven, thank you for the Lord Jesus who shows us our sinfulness and his salvation. Fill us with your spirit as you did with Simeon, so we may have the clarity of mind to understand both uh, uh, your great goodness and our great need, so that uh, like Simeon, uh, we may live today in praise and like Anna, live in thankfulness for your son as we make him known to us.